Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Counterculture Catch-Up, where we recap our weekly discussion. Our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture around us with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. To my left is our... I forgot the word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to write it down because I want to surprise you. Oh, perfect. Pontificating pastor. Oh, there we go. Yes. Pastor Jamie. Yeah. Jamie, how you doing? You're preaching this Sunday. Um, so good, you yeah. will be pontificating. I am a little, uh, you know, it's a, a big subject, preaching about prayer, which is a pretty, um, That's yeah, an easy, pretty tough. You know, e- you know yeah. really, I mean, it could be easy, I guess, yeah. you know, but, uh, but there's a lot to it. And yeah. I mean, if there's anything that's important, it's for us to really be spending time with our Father. So right. uh, getting to know who He is and becoming like Him. Mm-hmm. So... So if you're not doing anything Sunday, you won't get this. But just come the next Sunday and Steve will <laughs> exactly. be Exactly. Somebody will be pontificating. So, somebody <laughs> will be pontificating. Yes. And uh, so I'd like to, uh, you know, thank um, everybody who comments. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think we have any new comments, but uh, we're very grateful for, for the people who do comment. And mm-hmm. if you like the, the material or uh, have any suggestions or ideas, you know, please, yeah. you know. Good, uh, got comment. a good response to yeah. our uh, chosen Chosen oh, video. Yeah. Um, Dang. yeah, so that, that that was really good. So like seven hundred and twenty five views. Nice. It's amazing. Counting individual views. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Almost seven hundred and twenty five. Very now. important <laughs> for us. Very important. But um and I'd like to take the opportunity, of course, to encourage people to support mm-hmm. today's choice. It's in uh, Newton, New Jersey. And if you want to support them and give, uh go to friendsoftodayschoice.org. And uh, help them out. Mm-hmm. They do such a great work yeah. in helping uh, new mothers um, deal with the pregnancy and 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 support afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great organization. Yeah. So we'd like to encourage you to support that. And of course, our yes. our main sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, Born Again Baking. And if you go onto the website, Born Again Baking, <laughs> and we've come up with a little. <laughs> A little jingle, you know, this is not approved yet by Lucy, but <laughs> what can she I'm do? Sure, I'm sure she'll be fine with it. <laughs> if she would like to write us another one, she's welcome to. Okay, hopefully I could do this right, because I'm not quite the singer, but okay. Born again. Baking. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> we may or may not have stolen that. That is so great. Um, I was like, <laughs> but anyway, we'd encourage you to go to Boarding and Baking and support her as well. She is uh, so faithful. She mm-hmm. comes out on Friday nights. She's part of everything that goes on here. Yep. Really, she really is digging in. Yeah, new member, and, uh, at our new church. member of the church, and um, and we're really excited to to have her on board with Counterculture. Because she brings baked goods. Yeah. That's, well, I mean, not the only this, That's reason, the secondary but, but that reason. That is yes. the secondary reason. No, we love the baked goods. Yeah. And we love Lucy. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you go to the website, you can get 10% off of your order. She's a fantastic baker, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, by putting CC10 into the um, promo code. The promo code. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she made us a, a cinnamon <clears throat> sugar little like beignet. They were donut pretzel thingies, I think. Yeah. Oh man. With like the cream cheese frosting. The cream sauce. cheese stuff <laughs> is like it's to die for. Ridiculously good. <laughs> so we would show it. You can have it. But we ate if you guys we come. Ate, from we ate the majority Friday of it. So. Yes, we did. Yeah. But yeah, if you like baked goods, come out. You know. Yeah. So anyway, born again baking. The main reason to come out. Dot com, and uh, so yeah. Awesome. So, what are we doing tonight? So today we're back to uh, how should we then live? We're on episode eight. eight. There we go. Uh, we did episode seven last week. We'll be putting out a podcast for that at some point. <clears throat> uh, we didn't get to record it last week, but um, today we did the age of fragmentation. Really good discussion. Um, you know, it was interesting trying to discuss like what what is this age of fragmentation? Like, what is that? Because last week <clears throat> we talked about the age of non-reason which is where um, you remember in the Renaissance or the humanism where 
humankind thought of themselves as like the highest ideal, you know. But then in this age, this age of fragmentation, which really I think was in like the 50s and 60s um, and leading into more of like the hippie movement, <laughs> um, it was really more like total de deconstruction really of all kinds of any sort of organized religion or a way of, of foundational truth or even searching. I mean, it, was, it was searching sure. for meaning, but not <clears throat> resting on anything solid whatsoever. And sure. so it was all fragmented. So like a little piece here, a little piece here, but there's really not, no foundation to stand on, no absolute truth anymore. Sure. Well, the, the, well, the trust in, in humanity during the Renaissance showed that um, it, it kind of gave a, a, a pessimistic view because humanity could never attain yeah. the ideal that they were pursuing. So then you get into the non-reason, which it's like, well, if, if reason is pessimistic, you know, and, and so then we have to go with, with non-reason. Right. And maybe that's not pessimistic. Yeah. And uh, so, but it's just this continual looking for meaning and purpose. And that's kind of really what we yep. were hung up on tonight in our discussion afterwards was that really is the key all throughout all of human history. You know, people are looking for why they're here. That mm -hmm. Those questions, why, what is this all about? Who is God? Who am I? And why, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, and so we go humanity is going through all of these time periods, all of these ages and uh, looking for the same thing mm -hmm. when the church has the answer right. for it. Yeah. You know, it's and, had it uh, all along. <clears throat> right. Yeah. It was so interesting to see the um, th this episode really focused on like art and um, um, like the novels and philosophy, even motion pictures, because now we're dealing in, oh, yeah. you know, when film has been. Sure. Um, but seeing <clears throat> the fruit of an atheistic worldview um, and but the absolute inability to live that out consistently from atheism, because um, he showed some um, different examples from like music where it would be total nonsense, absurd not even music, like just calling out like a random animal and then going into some sort of like a singing bird and then like cacawing, like just random <laughs> noise. Some weird stuff. Man. And um, I was thinking after, I think that that is um, where the logic of atheism would lead because there is, it, it, the, the universe was formed by just a long period of uh, random and chance processes and um you know survival of the the fittest and um no, but with no purpose from anything that outside from god and so then people who have that worldview in the back of their mind like why wouldn't music be the same way why would we try to put order into our music if that's not even the way that the world works but you really can't live that way because when you hear mu if you can call that music um even non-christians when they hear that this it rubs them the wrong way. They're like, "What? What even is this?" You know, I mean, maybe they they might be thinking, "I've heard it both ways." <laughs> <laughs> uh, good music and not good music, but um, even non Christians, when they hear that, you see them in the background. They're like, "What is this?" <clears throat> you know, because they live in an ordered world right. by God, and they can't get away from it. Right. Um, and there's just too much proof of that all around them. That when you hear something that doesn't have any order, it does not make any sense to them. And I think that's a powerful proof, you know, of Christianity and of the foundation that God gives from his word that nothing else, uh, godlessness, would never be able to give. Right. It's so interesting how all of this plays into the, um, the music and the art and things like that, the writing, you know, with... And he got in, he was talking about a bunch of uh, like impressionist art, Monet, Renoir, uh, Degas, mm -hmm. Degas, I guess, uh, um, Van Gogh. Uh, he, um, <clears throat> Van Gogh is post-impressionism. But uh, they were looking at nature, painting nature, but there was no, there was nothing beyond the nature. So what they were looking at, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, they're copying it. And that was, that was kind of like, when it started to to fall towards that mm -hmm. that place of of uh, 
uh, abstraction, mm -hmm. you know. So it just continued to get a little more and more abstract. Snowballing. So you get the Picasso paintings. Uh, um, and he was, and what's interesting with Picasso, and, and Francis Schaeffer brought this up, was that all, like his, his paintings were very abstract, but he couldn't get away from the reality for the things that he, he cared right. about. So right. his children, right. his, his wives, he, he painted them in realistic right. ways. Not as cubes. Yeah, or, not, yeah, not this weird kind of fragmentary kind of thing. Like painting. as if you're in a dream. Yeah. Right. And so, um, but it's just interesting how it, how it follows that pattern. And it's, mm -hmm. you know, it just, again, it just shows, you know, the importance of understanding the reality that we live in, understanding mm -hmm. structure, that God has set things up with an order, and how important it is for us to, to look at that and not look to the order itself. Uh, you brought this up. You know, it's not the order, it's God who, mm -hmm. who made the order. But not look to the order itself, because the order itself um, is just the example of how God has exactly. established it. Yeah. And uh, so you're looking at something other than God again, and it will fail again. Mm -hmm. But you have to look beyond that to this transcendent God and realize he's the one yep. who made all of this order for a purpose, yep. you know, and that's so, it's so important and it's so good. And it's so good for us to get a hold of that. Mm -hmm. This whole series, if you, if you have been following it, um, that there's so much in it, mm -hmm. you know, if you haven't been following it, there's so much in it yeah. and you should follow. Go it. back and, and you can watch all the podcast episodes too. Oh, it. it's so great to just be able to think It definitely follows a consistent pattern wonderfully. from the start of the church age, you know, all the way through history. Right. And really the snowballing of the human condition, really, sure. well, <laughs> without you God. You, you know? can't get around the evidence that there is reality. There is truth mm -hmm. that God has established. And if we can, if we can get a hold of that and line ourselves up with his truth, and then we can see that he's where we get everything from. He's where we get the ability for a stable culture. He's where mm -hmm. we get the ability for, um, for hope, for peace, for, for law, meaning, laws, for purpose, for right laws, for structure. Mm -hmm. Like everything comes from him. And it's not a, a, um, a hyper-spiritual kind of plea, but it's mm -hmm. more of like, listen, I can show you just in how things have worked throughout yep. history that God's word is true. It's not me making it up. Mm. You can look, look at it yourself. Anywhere that these principles have been applied, there is benefit. There is fruit. Take a drink of water. Yeah. Biblical principles. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anytime you say that. <laughs> okay. I didn't say biblical principles. These principles of the Bible have been applied. <laughs> the, the scriptural <laughs> rules to follow. <laughs> Thank you. I should be well hydrated by tonight. I've heard it. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. <clears throat> perfect. So, so we have fragmentation, right? <clears throat> and that's kind of like, um, it can be hard to understand. Yeah. We had but what, kind of two different... Yeah, definitions of that. But, yeah. but I think um, he had brought up kind of the uh, inverse of, yeah. or the converse of fragmentation would be what? Unity. Unity, right. And order <clears throat> and purpose. Right. And um, that's a lot. I mean, it's what it is, though. I don't remember him saying it. <laughs> he said <laughs> it in more verbose ways than me, for sure. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, so yeah, I was noticing even if you look at um, the, the different, like, like say Hitler's Germany or right. a communist country, they're unified. This is not fragmented whatsoever. Like that is, so that is unified, but it's not unified under anything positive or good. And eventually that system is going to break because, again, it's not founded on, say it for me. Biblical principles, okay, but you. then I have to drink water. I, I know, because <laughs> I'm talking. You can drink while, while I'm you did talking. That? Um, but then you see, like, you don't see this kind of unification in our world today whatsoever, or at least in America. Um, you see very fragmented, um, like, look at what people are learning in college, like my age or younger. They're learning, you know, about world religions and stuff, but it's not 
that Jesus is the only way, only way to God, because there would be unity then, because that's the only way to heaven, and that's the the one single truth, the single path to follow. But that's not what you're going to get in schools today. You're going to get there's Confucius, there's Buddhism, there's all of these different truths that people, even Greek mythology, which Christianity is kind of now like thrown in as one of those like mythologies too, you know. Um, <clears throat> And that's why you see pe- people, like I was saying, my age or younger, who are so confused. They don't, ha- they don't have any purpose because they're taught, well, you can find your own way, find your own path. But what are they going to do if they're not given any sort of uh, standard for truth? They're, they're just going to go to whatever gives them pleasure. So they'll go to, um, whether it's sexual morality, drugs, video games, um, relationships, something to just fill the, the void that they have. Because I, I do think everybody is born um, with inherent, inherent uh, knowledge that there must be something more to, to this whole um, experiment of being human. There, there has to be something more, and yet you cannot fill it with anything that's fragmented. But that's what we saw in the video. That's what he was trying to share. Um, think of like the Beatles, where it's like um, they, they, they went after like Eastern mysticism kind of religion. And they, they had that in their music, a ton of drugs, psychedelic stuff, you know, I mean, really good music. But what's the worldview behind that is complete nihilism and total emptiness. And it's just whatever feels good to me, you know, at this time. But it's going to change from one thing to the next. And it's never going to fulfill what they really are seeking because it's, it's a God-shaped void, like you've heard um, in, in our hearts that we have. Yeah. All right. I've heard it both ways. <laughs> um, man, that, that guy sounds just like you. Isn't that weird, right? <clears throat> when you only get fragmented bits and pieces uh, of this religion or this truth or whatever, you don't have enough of a basis to actually live your life like fulfilling that purpose. You're going to have emptiness. And that's what we see all around us today, um, which is why it's one of the reasons that it's leading to the demise of our culture that we see today. Sure. Because it's not founded on biblical principles anymore sure it's nihilism now i gotta take a drink and (laughs) and uh that that whole existentialist kind of viewpoint you know um and postmodernist viewpoint right you know all those kind of things are being taught right in the there's no absolute truth right no absolute truth there is no meaning and so and there's no reason you know so you know, everything's kind of chaotic. Mm-hmm. Everything's a free-for-all. And like you said, it's, it, we're born with this innate, like, desire to have those things, to have peace mm-hmm. rather than chaos, mm-hmm. to have uh, the structure, to have the uh, meaning and the purpose and all those things. So Beauty, I would say, too. Uh, beauty also, sure. You know, and, and like the, the artists... Um, uh, during the Reformation, the Reformation artists, yep. you know, they they were looking at things from the right perspective. That all of creation is wonderful, right? But it's wonderful because, because of God. Because of God, mm-hmm. you know. So when they painted their pictures, they were beautiful. Things were in the right perspective, mm-hmm. and that's that's a good place to be. And it's it's interesting too because in our and I think he, he kind of nails this down throughout these, this, whole, uh, this whole series, that the, the art follows the way we think. You know? And when the perspective is right, then our perspective of who we are and what's going on in the culture is right. You know, it's like, so it's a good indication when we can look around and see what's going on. Now for us, the, the world has become so big because of the uh, social media, yeah. because of YouTube, because of all of those things. So when we look at, for us as Christians, I think it's good for us to look at the church and to see, well, what is our worldview in the church in general? And how are we looking at the things outside um, you know, in the culture today, what's going on? And does that, you know, is our perspective right? You know, are we looking at it and saying, okay, you know, I, I, see, I see God's creation 
And I understand that God did that. Mm. And my perspective's right about that. And so I see the beauty. I see the, the evil. I see all of it. Mm. And I understand, well, who, who God is uh, and who I am. You know, a big part of it is who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that we are fallen. That's such a huge yeah. deal. And, and people never want to hear that. You know, people never want to hear how bad they are. Right. You know, it's like everybody speaks of their own goodness. And, but I think that's also something that people do know <clears throat> inherently. They know it. You know, that's what we were talking yeah. a little bit because we are going to be talking about Joel Osteen in the future, and I think it was Joyce Meyer or the other one, <laughs> Beth Moore. Oh, Beth Moore. Yeah. Because um, we've gotten recommendations to talk about that, which we will at some we point. We haven't forgotten. No, we have not forgotten. And we look forward to hearing Kay again. Yes, we do. You know, we miss you. Kay. Yeah, I know it's I hope hard, okay. hard times in Bulgaria. I hope everything's so. okay. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's usually my, my job. Um, but uh, we are going get, to get to that at some point. But we were, we were talking about it a little bit after class um, about what makes Joel Osteen so popular. And um, I think it is because he's so uplifting and he talks about how great you are, you know, and like say to yourself, you know, I'm worth everything and I I can do anything, you know, and stuff like that. But to me, that's always been like, um, can can I say, like, it's BS. (laughs) Because because you know who you are. You know you're broken. You know that you are, uh, wow, we have, we got a visitor in here or something. Did you hear that? I've heard it both ways. Thanks. It's a little bit of a break, so I'm like waiting for it. Um, <clears throat> what was that? But uh, I don't know. We got elves in here. But yeah. I don't know why that is. Like why that is such. Because I hear Joel Osteen and I'm like, that's not even true. Like, like, like don't, don't get down on yourself because. And he, doesn't, he never brings up sin. Never, and it's like besides that. That's not the gospel because you don't you can't know the good news unless you know the bad news. But also, that's not going to fix the human need because the human need, like everybody knows, like there is something completely broken in this world and broken in my own personal heart that needs to be dealt with. And just by continually saying positive things over and over and over again, it's not going to fix the the issue, right. you know. And that's what Jesus does is he gets. He gets his hands dirty, literally, um, by being nailed to a cross and being like, this is what I think of your sin, but I'm taking that on myself. So let's like fix your mess of sin, not your you know, mess of financial, you know, whatever. That stuff is secondary, you know, um, but let, let's fix your heart. So, Well, it's a thing we can't do for ourselves. And we... And, and those kind of messages, if you, if you miss the reality that the person needs to be remade, mm-hmm. not reformed, right, right. then you, you are missing the gospel. Yeah. And that's a real problem because we can, we can put on all of the good acts right. and we can have a good attitude and we can smile and we can do all that stuff. But without our nature being changed by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. we're... We're in the same state that we were in. We're still in a fallen state Mm -hmm. and still broken. And we need to be made a new creation in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, I would say, if we have that as a basis, right thinking is important. You know, and and not not just um, hyped up thinking, but understanding the reality of of who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. You know, because who we are outside of Christ, you know, is... You know, we're, we're destitute, yeah. broken, yeah. wicked, enemies of God. But who are we now in Christ? Mm-hmm. And so having that kind of encouraging message mm-hmm. is not bad. Yeah, that's you, good. You just need you both know. sides of the coin. Right. Yeah. You just can't, you can't deal with, um, you, you can't, uh, <laughs> I've heard it this way. <laughs> you can't polish a turd. Very nice. <laughs> so Very it's nice. like you just that you can't make something that's dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can prop it up. Yeah, it's still gonna. You be can dead. you can put makeup on it. You can drive around with it. You can you know, kind of hang out and do all that kind of stuff. But it's still dead. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't. And that's what we need. We need life in Christ. Mm-hmm. And once that's done, sure. then yeah. you know now it's like okay, 
you know, maybe I am thinking wrong about myself. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. I'm, you know, it, it just doesn't, it doesn't have lasting value, you know, yeah. without, without Christ. Yeah. What is the, doing the change. Yeah, what does Paul say? <clears throat> this is worthy of full acceptance. Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners, yeah. of whom he is the yeah, chief of sinners, yeah. you know. So that's, you have to know you're a sinner. Right. You know, it's not, you're, you're great just the way you are. It's like, no, then Jesus didn't come for you. He sure. came to save sinners, which it's you know you are, you know. Too. Yeah, you're good enough. Oh, you're good enough. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 hold on. Yeah. So that is not, don't you want to be a little bit, even, even yeah. if you yeah. are not um, a Christian, to be satisfied with that, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like, so I'm not better tomorrow right. than I am right. today? Right, Like, shouldn't I be just yeah. a little bit better? Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> but anyway, so yeah, we'll get into some of that, that stuff. I, I look forward to that. We're also looking forward to... Uh, I'm excited about this. If you guys aren't aren't part of the Daily Wire, I'd encourage you to be. Um, Daily Wire Plus, it's got some really fantastic teaching on there from Dennis Prager, from Jordan Peterson, a lot of really great podcasts too. Mm -hmm. But um, there's a teaching from Dennis Prager, which is called the Master's Program, and it's a multi-part series kind of thing. And uh, if you don't know who Dennis Prager is, I'd encourage you to look him up on YouTube, watch some of the videos. He is fantastic. He's a he's a, um, a Orthodox or conservative Jew, and uh, but just been around speaks, forever, right? Yeah, a long time. He's had a radio show for forty years. You wow! Know? But uh, but he is he's great. He's great, and he he completely acknowledges the value of the Judeo Christian mm -hmm. viewpoint yeah. and what it's done for society. And, uh, and the importance of truth and all that kind of stuff. It's just really great stuff. So I want to get into some of that. His first, first couple episodes is uh, the uh, consequences of secularism. Hmm. That's wonderful. It's wonderful. You <laughs> Probably know, pretty similar he to Schaefer. Um, not as heady. You <clears throat> know. Okay. He, he is he's very smart, but yeah. he keeps it very, like, yeah. Cause, I mean, doing a radio show, you know, he knows how to talk to people. He's yeah, really yeah. great, really great. If he um, asks you a question, you don't have to think for a half hour. You try to figure out what the question is. If you guys have ever looked at the notes that are on, uh, that you can print out from under the uh, the video, look at the questions if you haven't. And um, Word man. I can't pronounce, word I can maybe pronounce, word I kind of know what it is, debate. <laughs> it's just the way he presents it. You're going, hold on a minute. Oh, I'm pretty sure you could have made this easier that I could understand it. My brain I'm pretty hurts. Sure. Let me figure this out. Okay, what's he asking? You yeah. want to do some of those skip. questions? You think? Skip, skip. It's like taking, you know, a test. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Okay, so if I don't know the answer, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I'll skip it. Maybe right, I'll learn right. the answer right. from another question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'd like to get into that. And then I had some other stuff that I wrote down. That we talked about regarding chance and those kinds yeah, of things, yeah. I think That'd would be, be fun. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. All right. So, should I ask you? You're the only one who has the question. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so I won't ask you to explain what fragmentation is. We okay. talked about that mm -hmm. a bit. No um, purpose. No reason. Yeah. 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 And looking, looking for that. Looking for that in scattered places. Yeah. In in non reason. Right. Kind of following that reason. Absurdity, really. Sure. Just it really is the case. Like, know? like the song, the guy playing, oh. <laughs> who's playing the piano, and he closes the fallboard and just sits there for like three minutes. And, and people are it, all around him. Shuts off the the, the watch, the timer, and that's and the song. Everybody's like, "Yeah." Oh, that's but you can see, you could see. Like, they, they were like, "Should I really be?" Be clapping to this because they know they're like this is not music obviously so, oh he was so proud of himself yeah. but that was his point is like you know music and i think today like music and movies look at what is popular in the culture today like is that not a perfect microcosm sure. of our culture you know it's, a, it's music and non-music have the same value mm. you know there is there is no right. value right that's different so it doesn't matter what you do yeah you know, and, and it's also showing just ridiculous. his worldview of mm -hmm. just chance and no order, trying to put that into music. But music is a world of order. Right. You know, 
I mean, even the most heavy of heavy metal that I like still has a sequence, still has order. And, even um, country music that yeah. I don't like has like, order. I mean, I'm a music teacher, so I, I know all about music theory and stuff. I'm counting the time signatures of these like crazy songs that it's like, oh, that's just random noise. Like, no, it's still, you cannot get away from it still has order, has order. to it. Yeah. You just can't get away from it, even when you close the music. Well, it's not music. I mean, even if you close the, the piano and don't play anything, you know, it's like, that actually still would have a time signature. <laughs> <laughs> you had to watch. Exactly. <laughs> you could tap your foot to that. <laughs> right. Um, it's a metronome. But, uh, All right. but yeah, okay. Hit me up with so, this. Sure. So apart from the fact that modern printing and recording processes made the art and the music of the past more accessible than ever before, do you think that the preference of many people for the art and music of the past is related to the matters discussed by Francis Schaeffer? Okay. I answered this before. Yes. So, so I have Good. a little bit of a head start. But... Um, yeah, I think what the question is driving at is why do people go back in time and listen to like Beethoven or listen to like um, songs from like the Beatles, you know, or something that like I was never, I wasn't even born then. But I do think like like I was just saying how music is kind of a microcosm of the world in which it was created. And um, you look at a Beethoven's like hour and a half long symphony, you know, just incredible musicianship and you can tell he puts the sdg solo deo gloria uh he's doing this for god's glory um and everything it just flows together beautifully it's very interesting he brought up some of beethoven's lost songs that he wrote uh at the end you know the end of his career right. and they were kind of getting into this fragmentate fragmented right. kind of uh world where um he, he almost tried to make things not have as much order and stuff but it's like we, that didn't obviously did not make it very popular because people know good music, you know. Like, but he always had resolution, which is right, interesting. right. Yeah, it yeah. always had had a goal, had a plan. Yeah, yeah. But, it wasn't um, chaos. But I do think there probably for two reasons that people will go back kind of in time to um, uh, find like songs or or not even songs, but just like the culture that these songs were created in. Think of like Woodstock. You know, it's like that, that music was created around a culture, you know? And I think one of the reasons that we're drawn to that is because we really like that culture. And so if you're drawn to that kind of like hippie, you know, love, flower power kind of thing, uh, then you're going to go and listen to that kind of music. I guess all kinds of art doesn't really have an expiration date, you know? Sure. So... It's not like, well, today's music is so much better than Beethoven. Like, mm. <laughs> define better. It has drums. Right. Uh, well, that's good. I've heard it both ways. Mm -hmm. uh, next question. Ooh, I like this one because it has some sort of like Ooh, yeah, fantasy, this is fun. fantasy aspect. Yes. <laughs> All right, Jamie. Yes. A, fool a foolish consistency. Is the hobgoblin of little minds. With consistency, a great soul has simply nothing to do. That's what Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, wrote over a century ago. Debate. <laughs> of that. Debate. As, debate. If, as if people are going to want to debate go, that. Go, go. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah. I have so many thoughts on that. <laughs> Hold on. So, what kind of goblins are we talking about? <laughs> If you had a hobgoblin versus Tolkien's <laughs> goblins. <laughs> so foolish consistency yes. is the hobgoblin of little minds. Little minds. Right. But with consistency, a great soul has simply nothing to do. Right. So if we, this is how I understand it. The consistency is the order. And right. so with, with order comes kind of like a, a just a boringness. You know, that it's just, well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm just going to, I'm going to follow the moral code. I'm going to do the things, you know, that fall in line with reality. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I'm just going to be bored, mm -hmm. you know. So that the, uh, the, so essentially Emerson is saying that, well, there has to be something outside of that, mm -hmm. you know, that's 
because for the the people with what 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 does he use? What term does he Little use mind? for the second? Great soul. Great soul. Um, a great soul with you know, consistency, so, with yeah, order. Yeah, a great soul has nothing to do. There's nothing new, mm-hmm. you know. Which is such a um, it's such a bad understanding, mm-hmm. you know, of of reality. You know, it's like the the more we know, I mean, reality, the more we know God. Mm-hmm. You know, the the deeper our relationship grows with Him, the more we understand humanity, the more we understand our purpose, the more we understand all those things. It never gets old. You know, it's a, it's always that reminder of from uh, uh, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, mm-hmm. I think it is. Or maybe it's the last battle. You have battle. to tell me what thing I, I'll, is tell you, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The last battle where, where uh, they enter in to heaven, really. And, uh, and it's up. further up and further That's in. the last battle, yeah. Like it never gets old. Right. You know, the idea that it gets old is, is really a, a lie. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking outside of God, sure. You know, then, yeah. well, then it's just a matter of being bored, you know, or being boring. You know, because if you're bored all the time, you're you're boring, <laughs> and so <clears throat> that's a Dennis Prager thing. I love it, but uh, but anyway, so so the so outside of God, yeah, there's you know, you're just I have to get up, I go to work, I do my mm-hmm. my same old thing over and over again, and it just becomes this repetitive, go meaningless, yeah. you know, just uh, a terrible prison, really. Mm-hmm. But with God. It's just not that. It's just not that. So. Well, look at like someone like Bach or Beethoven. When they're creating music, they're inside of God's order of music. Mm-hmm. Does it sound like they're like bored in what they're right, creating? Right. You know. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a statement without any evidence to back it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just how he feels about it. The more you know how the <laughs> created order works, the more that you can be creative inside of it. Right. We well, can't exhaust it. Yeah. You know, you can't exhaust I get something creation. like, maybe something like math or something that's like, it's just numbers, but I'm just not a numbers guy anyway. But even for that. Well, math, math can be really cool too. I feel like a John Lennox. Uh, is it John? Sure, yeah. yeah. The Christian. Yeah. 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 He's yeah. a mathematician. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure it's not boring for right, him. Right, right. You know? Yeah. It's, uh, there's so much challenge, you know, in just understanding the world we live in. It's so cool. Yeah. You know, you can just dig and dig and dig. But you go to, again, I go back to that, the music that wasn't actually music. It's like, all right, well, there you go, Emerson. This is, that, this is a, a little mind that is not playing in the consistency of God's world. Is that better? You know, well, his, yeah. his non-music? Yeah, who's listening to that? You know, and going like, oh, I got to hear that again. Right. That was so good. Right. You know, it, right. it, talk about getting old fast. Yeah. You know, Dude, the first only time you reason, hear it, you go, whoa, all yeah, right, I'm it, good. It's shocking, which was the point, you know, of it. But, um, and Schaefer made the point when he would perform live, people would just laugh at him. You know, right. it, it's not doing anything to the deepest part of your soul, which sure. is what the whole point of artistry is supposed to be about. Right, and that was, that was Cage, I think, Yeah, uh, we're talking about with the piano and, just and, uh, and just the, just this, this odd kind of, um, his singing, you know, yeah, it's supposed to be random, Cackling. you know, yeah. whatever he was doing, and uh, yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, but he couldn't even follow that, that's right, and he came to that conclusion, that's right, yep, you know, that you know, because he was a, a mycologist, I guess, essentially, so he, he understood mushrooms pretty well, and he's like, I if I used that same mm-hmm. uh, worldview. To pick mushrooms, mm-hmm. I wouldn't last very that's long. That's right. You'd, you'd be dead. Yeah. So you have to. And that's the thing. People can think that they're fooling reality, but they're just fooling themselves. Mm-hmm. They have to. They have to work within reality. Mm-hmm. So that should be our, like, one of our pleas to those outside of, of the church. It's like, you got to live in reality. Yeah. You know? And so I'm going to tell you what reality yeah. is. And, uh, we have and I can back it up. We have everything in here. <clears throat> right. You know, otherwise you have to borrow from the created order and things like that. Yeah. Without realizing, like, the actual foundation for that. Yeah, exactly. That's good. How far do you think that the opinion of some Christians that 
One should have nothing to do with philosophy. Art and novels is a manifestation of the very fragmentation, which is characteristic of modern secular thought. Yeah. So first off, I would say I don't believe in that kind of fragmentation where it's like, well, Christians shouldn't delve into this field. I don't. I think that is fragmentation because it's trying to split up the things that God has created in, in the sense of being like, well, Christians, maybe we can delve into like music or maybe into um, theology, obviously, but not into philosophy, not into art. You know, right. it's like, no, God created it all. It's all to be used for his glory and it's his purposes. devil science. What? The devil science of philosophy. Is that the thing? I, oh, just, all right. Um, very funny. Really funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, I think it is interesting he uses those three things. I wonder if he purposefully used those three because maybe Christians, uh, maybe he's heard Christians say those three things specifically that Christians should not get involved in. Because I can see philosophy, I can see because sure. it can kind of be seen as almost antithetical to um, the, the Bible in certain aspects. Um, not psychology, but Right, it's not psychology. It's uh, philosophy. philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you think of um, maybe something like logic or or reason, which obviously is consistent with the Bible. But sometimes take a supernatural event. It's like, how can you explain that philosophically? You know. So I can see what where that would be a little bit of um, an issue. Though I definitely think we should have Christian philosophers. I don't think there's any problem with the supernatural sure. and philosophy. But I could see if some people could have that problem. Um, and then art, maybe because um, either of um, the danger of maybe worshiping art, like you, you've seen in the church where people take that too far with icons and things like that. Um, though, again, I don't have any problem with uh, sure. Christians <laughs> making art, obviously, as a musician, especially. But maybe it means, you know, uh, pictures, graven images, that kind of thing. Um, and novels. I don't know why, why that would be a problem. Yeah, that's an so, interesting thing. Yeah, yeah so no, I, I do definitely don't agree that, well, I do agree that Christians should be involved in all of those things. And I don't see how it could be a problem, actually, uh, as long as it's from using biblical principles <laughs> in all of those uh, fields. I think it can only help those fields to be more Christ-like and regain the ground sure. that maybe the devil um, has been trying to gain in those you know fields so i don't see any problem with the christian doing those things okay cool good answer cool i think i mean i don't know if you didn't like it just comment <laughs> yeah that's the one comment <laughs> Put a we thumbs get. Down. <laughs> no reasoning whatsoever <clears throat> cool. I, I would never do that so you had a couple uh, things yes. that weren't covered in the uh, in the video, yeah. but we did talk about some things afterwards. That were really good conversation because because it, the fragmentation has it deals a lot with the chaos kind of idea that there is no um, there's no order. Everything is chance. Right, right. We saw that with some of the art. Um, I was the American um, artist uh, Pollock Jackson Pollock, um, in that he was it was chance in his art technique as an art theory was impossible to practice, you know? Yeah. So he, you know, I showed a picture, a little video of him, you know, right, right. with the paint buckets of paint yeah. just swinging. And, and it's like, you, you still don't have chance mm -hmm. because there's something that's controlling yeah. the way those move. Right. You know, so there's, there is no, there's no chaos there. And so it, it just made me think about the implications of what that, what, what that is saying. And I, I asked the question to the group, can there be chance in an ordered universe, mm -hmm. ordered by God, mm -hmm. you know, um, and what are the biblical ramifications of that? Yeah. You know, and uh, I thought it was, it was good. And I think it's a good question to ask. Yeah. It's just another one of the, the questions that we should, we should always be challenging how I understand. Am I, is my worldview lined up with, with God, with a, a biblical worldview? Right. Is it lined up with God? Do I think that in one way, you know, um, it, it, is my thinking in, inconsistent somewhere? You know, when it comes to like, and uh, Bonnie had brought this up, you know, and she said, well, we have, we have free will. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, 
is free will chance? You know, it's not chance. Yeah. You know, uh, when we roll dice, mm-hmm. you know, and you brought up the scripture right. that talks about that. When we roll dice, is that chance or is that controlled by God? Mm-hmm. You know, so it just challenges how we look at everything. Yeah. And that's what it should do. We should be like, okay, so I believe God's sovereign. I believe the his word is true. I believe that there is ultimate order and not chaos. So and there so if there's no chaos, then there really is no um there's no chance, you know? There's no luck, there's no chance. No. And uh so so those kind of things are important for us to get a hold of because yeah. it shows uh what is really going on, you know, and, and I've had conversations with folks about, um, you know, things like curses and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And this, this idea comes into play with that, mm-hmm. you know, is God in control or is there some other outside influence that's causing something to happen? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's outside of his control, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, how does that all come into play? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The Bible speaks explicitly about, the dice being thrown into the lap in uh, Proverbs 16.33. I got it up. It says the lot or the die is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting he uses the die because I think that's seen as like the most random thing. Um, you know, you can toss it as many times and it's like, well, you have, you mentioned like people who like probabilities. It's like if it's a 20 side of die, then there's a one in 20 chance, you know, whatever. And it's like that, that is true from as much as we can understand, but this passage still remains true, you know, that sure. ultimately it's God who determines not just the die roll. I think that's the point of this is not just about <laughs> only for dice, but sure. not for card games, you know, right, kind of a thing. Right, right. The point is even the most random thing is not random. It's not by, um, by chance. Right. You know? um, and even if we speak of God allowing something to happen, it's still ultimately in his control that he's allowing it to happen exactly in that way that he wants it to happen, sure. you know? Um, and you brought up, Paul's thorn, thorn in the flesh, because then that gets into, you know, suffering. Like, what about when I'm, you know, sick right. or whatever? Um, but when Paul says, I prayed to the Lord three times to take this this thing away from me. But um, but he said, and it's a messenger from Satan, which is right. cool, because um, it's not like the Lord is bringing sickness upon you kind of a thing. It's like, it's a messenger of Satan. like, um, And yet the Lord said, he could have taken it away. But the Lord said, you know, my strength is made perfect in weakness. Right. Um, so there was a purpose that Paul was going undergoing that. Yeah, that my sickness. grace is sufficient for you. Yeah. You know? And it says so that he would not be brought, you know, higher than he right. to humble. It was to humble him yeah. too. Um and I mean that is one of the most like that's these kind of uh, topics and um, understanding from the Bible how it all works has been one of the greatest comforts, I think, to me. Um, in things like losing my father or going through a really hard time and stuff, being like everything has a purpose to it. It's not like, you know, God was trying to, but I didn't have enough faith or whatever it is, you know, kind of a thing. Um, We still have a job to do, obviously. Uh, And the Bible speaks definitely to that, you know, praying always, you know. But but at the end of the day, we trust in God's will and we know that everything has a purpose for it. It's not random. It's not, oh, you know, this just happened to happen. You know, it's like, no, like God has a purpose for everything that happens. And he says all things work together for good to those who love God. We brought that up Um, to those who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. And like that has to be where we land. That has to be where we end up that I I don't always know how it's working together for good, but I don't need to know how it is. I just need to know that God is working everything for good for me. Right. And leave it at that, you know and leave all of the results up to him and everything. Um, and you were talking about, we were talking about um, prayer because James preaching on it this Sunday, but Jesus in the garden, you know, um, and the Bible says, what were you, what were you saying? It was, it was so great. Hebrews 5. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to pull it up? Hebrews sure. Five. Um, so great because it, it talks about um, Jesus praying in the garden. And it's like, well, how could God not answer Jesus's prayer? Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it yeah, says that, yeah, and it says that he did hear, his prayer. There you go. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, this is Hebrews 5, 7. 
during the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent uh, submission. And so, and then there's another passage that says, if we pray according to his will, we know that he hears us. And then if we know that he hears us, we know that we have whatever we asked of him, you know. And so Jesus did pray that to take the cup from me, right? Um, And he was heard. And he prayed to the one who could save him from death. And it says he was heard. And yet it was still God's will for him to die. Um, And some people could say, well, he did save him from death because he rose again from the dead. But like, obviously, that's not the point of the passage. Um, his, the, the point is, it was God's will for Jesus to die on the cross, even though that was the hardest thing that any human being could ever endure, you know, sure. not having the sin of the world put on him. But he surrendered to God's plan, and ultimately it worked out for the greatest right. good that has ever happened, you know. Yeah, it's the reality of, of for us, knowing this is kind of where I'm going with with some of the faith stuff. You know, when it says ask in faith, sure, <laughs> is that we have to have faith and believe that God hears us and have faith and believe that he's good. I think that's more important than thinking that God is going to give us whatever we yeah. want. Yeah. You know, and I haven't, like, worked that all out, but yeah. that's just something that, that it, it uh, I don't know, it just seems that that really should be where our faith should be. Seek the kingdom of God yeah. and his righteousness and then all of these yeah, things. Yeah, all of those other things will be added to you. Because yeah. it's all of the majority, uh, I think, of, of our prayer life is about changing who we are. Um, changing us to make us more like him. You know, and I'll be talking about asking and seeking and knocking. And I'm looking forward to that. I'm a little apprehensive because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because um, it's uh, it's a because you're a pontificating pastor. Pontificating, yeah. Got it. Um, but it's just uh, it's just a big subject, and there's a lot to it, and you don't want to give anybody you know misinformation. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was another thing that I had brought up. I thought was that that I thought was pretty useful. But it's just an interesting thought too, and in that that it's it's. Like we are the only creatures that struggle to work outside mm-hmm. of God's order. Right. right. <laughs> so, and so I mean, if you look at look at how things are with that, it really makes the statement that we're not just animals like yeah. everything else. You know, there's something different about us. Obviously, you know, you can point out the, the obvious things, but the but when you look deep into it. Why, why are we searching for meaning? Mm-hmm. Why are we looking for purpose? Why do survival. we need something yeah. outside of us to give us those things mm-hmm. outside of the, the structure of what we see around us? We need something that is transcendent above us. Why is that the case? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be the case if we're just created or or if we're just if we are just animals we should behave like animals but we don't we we shouldn't need all of those things and we do being made in the image of god giving thanks for all things last week we talked about that a lot um but i think that's why paul says that because we normally would not give thanks (laughs) for all things sure but it's in uh ephesians 5 ephesians 5 20 it's really having the that attitude you know, because uh, you know, obviously, I we've talked to people who who might might say, well, it's in and not for, and you know, so I wouldn't thank somebody mm-hmm. if the if I wouldn't thank God for my my child being sick or something. Sure, like that, yeah, you know, yeah, but if but I I my the way I think about it is that attitude of thankfulness should mm-hmm. be consistent. And if we have that perspective that God is the one who's in control of mm-hmm. all of this stuff. And he's working it together. For and he's purpose. working it for good. Then, then yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be rejoicing. Mm-hmm. But well, I, would... I could go to God and say, like Job did, you know, yeah. the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. Yeah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
you know, to just have that attitude of, Lord, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it, but I know you do. That's where that idea of I have faith in God and I have faith in, in his goodness, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's the important mm-hmm. part. It's like, yeah, that's, that's what I should be focusing on. I know you, God. I know you're good. And I'm, I'm thankful. Right. For and and you're, and that breeds contentment though, yeah. in whatever situation yeah. that you're in. Um, yeah, it's Ephesians 5, uh, 20. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So we give thanks to God for everything because ultimately everything comes from him. Right. You know, right. and ultimately it's going to work for his good purpose sure. and, his, and his will, you know, and that is the most comfort that we should ever need. You know, if we're looking for anything outside of that, we're looking in the wrong place. Right. And I think that's why scripture keeps reminding us uh, to rejoice always, you know, even Paul's writing that in prison, right. you know? <laughs> so yeah, to rejoice always because we, we naturally would not do that. So we need that reminder. And the foundation for that is because God is working everything together for good. Right. You know, and that's always reason to rejoice. It's really, I, I think that's the, I think that's consistently accurate with God's word. I think that's the right way to be. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, think there's anything that speaks in any contradiction to that you know just having that attitude of thankfulness rejoicing always you know doing giving thanks doing those kind of things i mean there is i mean it says give thanks in all things this is the will of god you know like this is a big deal right and the the reason it's a big deal is because it's it's that that whole idea of trusting god in all things it's a part of sanctification too sure you know like again because there's a purpose for all of it even for the passage we're memorizing yeah. in romans 5 we also glory in our sufferings because we know that right. suffering produces yeah. perseverance and perseverance character and character hope it's like it it's not meaningless nothing is meaningless that right. happens you know it's always it, it's either a, a great thing that we can rejoice in or it is a suffering that is producing perseverance and the testing of our faith was just making our faith stronger you right, know right so it's definitely not easy sure you know to um to give thanks when when you lose your job or something um but that's why we keep being reminded to do that in scripture because we naturally wouldn't do it and because we have to if if we know that it's producing something better for me and for God, that is reason enough to rejoice. If it's just like a meaningless, this happened and, you know, it wasn't a part of God's will, then is that better? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, oh, Satan did that. Wait, hold yeah. on. So Satan did it outside of, like, so he's his own agent outside of God's yeah. will? Like, how does this work? Yeah. You know? But even there's a lot see, of stuff to yeah. Even when we when we see like in in Job's situation or in um, Paul's with the thorn in the flesh, um, Satan is working. He's for working, sure. sure. And he's um, but but ultimately, even he is under God's yeah. co- command. I mean, that is in those passages. That's what it what it says. Even that's comforting, you know. To be like, if you're a Christian, like Satan cannot touch you outside of what God is allowing him to sure. do. You know. Because even what Satan is doing to try to get you to whatever ultimately is going to work for good for you. Right. You know? So. Good stuff. So it was good stuff. I'm looking forward to the next the next one. Um, I forget what the, the next. <laughs> You're really looking, forward to, it. really looking forward to it. But it's it definitely getting to more of the contemporary yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote... <clears throat> I wrote some things down. I don't know if it's useful or not. I said, in our fallen state, we are continually looking for meaning and reason for our existence. We can only find it by aligning our worldview with the truth. Truth is found only in the Bible. Chaos has no place in God's world. Mm -hmm. Chance has no place in God's world. Mm -hmm. In the sovereignty ordered world, uh, yeah, in in the sovereignly ordered world, Mm -hmm. there is peace, order, meaning, purpose, optimism. Chance of luck suggests chaos. That's really good. I love that line. Chaos has no place in God's world. Yeah. He's not, not, he's not the God of yeah, chaos. confusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so cool. 
and people are living in it. Mm -hmm. I think it's such a good testament to that we're not just animals. Mm. Yeah, that was really good. That's so. It's a really good point. Yeah, it was good. It was a good night. Yeah, it's great to see some really, new faces. Yeah, and really, right. if you guys can make it out, like we have really, really good and important discussions that you wouldn't get on, you know, just a, a Bible study or you know at home. <laughs> so if you're not doing anything and you're free. Uh, come yeah. out Friday nights. Friday nights. We'd love to have you. It'd be so great. Friday night, 730. Um, also, if you like the, the subject matter and you like our, you know, if you like anything about it, you know, Joel's hat, like it, you know, <laughs> comment. Uh, we would love to hear your comments. On my hat. To, <laughs> on anything. And, uh, on my coyote. Yeah. And, uh, um, but subscribe also to Freedom Church NJ. Mm -hmm. And um, you can listen to the sermons mm -hmm. on our website. Tell a friend. You can, yeah, you can tell a friend, support Today's Choice Women's Center, and buy some fantastic baked goods from, should we sing it again? Mm -hmm. Oh, waiting. Oh. <laughs> Born again. Baking. That's so dumb. <laughs> It's so awesome. Um, but anyway, you know, like I said before, go to bornagainbaking.com, put in uh, promo code CC10 and get 10% off mm -hmm. whatever you order. Whatever you order will be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Lucy is great yeah. at baking. Yeah. And uh, we're so grateful for her. And remember, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of Christ. So keep, keep pressing on. Amen. Let's move that kingdom. That's Let's good. go. Yep. Advancing. All right. Yep. Amen. Get on board.